to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today, our guest is Michael Collins. Michael has been in the lending and real estate industry for 25 years plus. He was the president and partner of a mortgage company for 16 years, worked on Wall Street, and has been a real estate investor for over 20 years. He has been a consultant and investor in numerous industries, ranging from transportation technology in Las Vegas to a high-end health club in New York. Currently, Michael is a partner in a fix-and-flip hard money fund that lends on projects nationwide and is a certified life coach by the Tony Robbins organization and for the past half decade has worked with Trevor McGregor, who is an internationally recognized success coach. We're so grateful to have you on the show today, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic, but I'll get better. That's great. And Happy New Year to you. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. uh, Let's hope that 2021 is a great year. I'm sure of it. It feels like it's going to be a great year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. People are ready. So, Michael, I would love to get into a little bit more about your background. And if you can share just how you got into real estate, that would be wonderful. Sure, sure. Um, So my background is very entrepreneurial. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. I was the president and co-owner of a mortgage company for 20 years. As mentioned, I was on Wall Street for a few years. And I've been in the mortgage and lending industry for going on 30 years. I've also been a real estate investor for 20 years. And at one time I had um, probably 20 doors under management and that was fun and exciting. Um, But I got into real estate very uh, honestly because my family was in real estate. Uh, My grandfather Collins was a plumber and um, he would find out houses that uh, needed work or where the owners were ready to sell. And my grandmother was very aggressive in going and talking to those owners and negotiating a sale, so much so that I had, including my dad, I had six uncles and my dad, and she ended up buying houses for all six of them within a couple block radius of their house. So I had all six aunts and uncles living within a walking distance of each other, which was kind of fun growing up. Um, that gave my dad the real estate bug. And through him, I caught the bug myself. He and I did a number of uh, projects together and invested in another number of properties together. And then I went out on my own. And as I said, I had quite a few properties at one point in time. Still have a couple, but I've liquidated uh, the large majority of them, I would say. My other grandfather, actually, just to give you more of my background, um, bar and a liquor store, which I worked in for probably 15 years of my life through high school and college. And that was a, uh, that was a very interesting uh, experience. You know, there's an old saying that if you want to learn about human nature, either drive a cab or tend a bar. And so I learned a lot about human nature and have a lot of fun, had a lot of fun times there and a lot of fun stories. But uh, that's generally my background. I did get into corporate America for a while, but as I said, I'm very entrepreneurial and I wanted to become self-employed. I've probably been self-employed for the past 25 years. So that's where I'm at today. Oh, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, you know, we're now in 2021, so we want to kick off the year really great and strong and, you know, getting in the right mindset and everything like that. Um, So you had a lot of experience with Tony Robbins and with Trevor McGregor. And so with your coaching background and everything like that and being able to help a lot of people getting into the right mindset, what is some of the things um, 
that we can kickstart the year right and just propel ourselves with a really great, like a really great attitude. Well, what I'm trying to help a lot of people with, um, being that it's January what eighth, uh, is New Year's resolutions. I believe eighty percent of all New Year's resolutions, uh, people, eighty percent of all people give up on their New Year's resolution by February first, which is just crazy to me, you know. So you set a resolution and very few people actually fulfill it. But why does that happen? I I think a lot of that happens is because of limiting beliefs. Um, People don't believe that they're capable of doing something or they believe that uh, the odds are stacked against them. So what I tell a lot of my clients is, listen, you have to you have to see things for how they really are. Um, You have to ask yourself the question, is this really true? Is this limiting belief factual or is it your imagination? You know, we can let our imagination run wild and talk us run wild and talk us into pretty much anything. So you have to fact check yourself and make sure that you keep your limiting beliefs in, in check and that you're not letting them dictate um, your behavior. You know, the mindset is very, very important. We have a societal bias towards negative news. You can see that on social media and certainly the past few days. There's lots of negative news out there. In fact, uh, Joe Dispenza, who you may be familiar may be familiar with, um, says that we have uh, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and 75% of them are negative. So it's a real challenge to keep yourself on track, keep yourself thinking positively and also believing in yourself um, that you can actually do what it is that you want to do. And I think that's why so many New Year's resolutions fail is because over the course of that month, from January 1st to February 1st, people beat themselves up. They let those negative thoughts undermine their goals and objectives. And that's unfortunate, but that's what you really need to focus on and really need to be aware of. So one of the things you mentioned also about keeping yourself positive, you know, our environment today, it's really hard to get away from all the negative things that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and your environment is always impacting, you know, your mindset um, what are some ways that we can, you know, kind of put the blinders on, the filters on, and just focus on yourself and the positive outcomes without letting the distractions, um, the outside distractions impact your mindset and prevent you from believing in the good things and just focusing on the positive? Yeah, again, you know, you need to stay focused and you need to recognize that um, not everything that you think is happening is actually happening. Again, your imagination will run wild. I like to tell clients, So I'm an older guy. I still like to read the newspaper. I get a newspaper delivered every morning and I stack them up. And after about three or four months, I tie them up in a pile because the Boy Scouts will come and and they'll they'll recycle them. Right. So but what's interesting is as I'm going through this stack of red newspapers, as I'm stacking them and tying them up, I'm looking at the headlines. And if you look at the headlines of a newspaper from three or four months ago, if even 10 percent of what was reported on the headlines came true. Oh my gosh, it would be such a disaster, you know? So again, bad news sells. And that's what newspapers, that's what social media um, tries to, to kind of force on your brain, I guess. I don't know how else to say it. Um, I'm a big Dale Carnegie fan. And Dale, one, in one of Dale Carnegie's books, he says very specifically that 90% of what we worry about and 90% of what we think about never comes true. Again, it's our imagination running wild. So I think recognizing that and being aware of that and learning about that um, can help people kind of keep things in focus and keep things in perspective. Keeping perspective is very important because if you lose perspective, um, that's where you get in a little bit of trouble. 
Yes, thank you for sharing that. And we talked a little bit about, you know, at the beginning of 2021, everybody's starting to have these new year resolutions. Um, mm-hmm. Should we be thinking like bigger and or should we be doing like little small steps and like trying to um, make sure that we are able to achieve our resolutions or like what kind of mindset should we be doing starting for the new year to make sure that we continuously um, achieve those goals and we don't give up on them? That's an awesome question. And you make an excellent point. I think what happens is people take too big a bite. Uh, I'm a big believer in small bites. Um, I'm also a big believer in three to thrive. You know, if you have a to-do list, you really shouldn't have a to-do list more than three items long, because once you get past three, it just all gets jumbled together and it becomes overwhelming. So I like to set with my clients very specific goals and a limited number of goals and also goals that are achievable. Um, don't uh, shoot for the moon, so to speak. Set goals that you know you can achieve because what you'll do is you'll build on those and you'll build momentum. So um, to answer your question, I love setting small, very achievable goals, taking bite-sized pieces and just growing and advancing step-by-step. You know, the longest journey starts with the small step, right? That's true. And so also sometimes it's just taking that initial first step could be the hardest part of the journey. Um, oh, absolutely. So what is some advice that you have for people to, you know, take that first step and not be afraid of it and just be confident in the decision and just continue to move forward? Well, you need support, whether it's a coach or a mastermind group or um, just family and friends. Support is very, very important. You not only need a, a strategy, but you need support and accountability. So sometimes, frankly, it's very difficult for people by themselves to take that first step. So I would say leverage your relationships, leverage the resources that you have, and search out support that can help you fulfill your goals and objectives. Again, whether that's a coach that you work with or a family member or a mastermind group. Um, You know, nowadays with Meetup and uh, resources like that, it's not a problem finding a group that you can join to support each other. I'm I'm actually involved in probably three or four mastermind groups myself that that meet every week and we just support each other. You know, what are you trying to do this week? How can I help you? How can I leverage your time and energy? So, Absolutely. The support is um, important. And then also accountability. Um, Is there any tips on how to make sure that you're staying accountable to yourself and that you don't get off track? You know, the support system is um, very important as well, but is there anything else that can ensure that we stay accountable to our goals? Yeah, if you're going to try to keep yourself accountable and not use an outside resource, the best advice or best suggestion I could give you was to, again, make those goals and you need to timestamp them. So people respond to deadlines. If you don't set a deadline for yourself and if you don't tell yourself that you want to accomplish certain things within a certain period of time, it's going to be difficult to complete those tasks. Um, The best accountability, obviously, is a coach or an accountability partner. But again, if you choose to hold yourself accountable, you've got to set deadlines, you've got to write it down, and you've got to post it on your wall so it's there. And you know that you know, you're giving yourself a week or whatever period of time to finish whatever um, task that you, you've set out to do and accomplish. Yes. And so one of the things you mentioned is like getting a coach. And so if someone has never, you know, had a coach before and they wanted to leverage one, how do you know that that coach is right for you? And what should you be looking for in a good coach to make sure that um, it's the right fit? Um, you should look for a coach who's empathetic. Also, I think another important thing is um, you should always be able to talk to a coach and have complimentary sessions 
and complementary strategy sessions. Um, I coach from the heart. I coach with a lot of empathy. Yes, I do charge. I mean, my coaching's not free, but I do it because I have a passion for helping people and I want to see people succeed. And um, during these times, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of stress and anxiety out there. I'm also very motivated to help people. I have, uh, I have a son who deals with social anxiety, and I see the difficulty that certain age groups have in our society right now with that social anxiety problem. So I'm very motivated to assist them and to try to help them as much as possible. So, I mean, interview as many coaches as you can, talk to as many coaches as you can. Again, you should be able to get complimentary sessions. And I offer a complimentary 45-minute session. And by the end of that 45-minute session, you have a pretty good idea whether or not we jive or not. If we don't jive, that's completely fine. Um, I've actually uh, recommended people to other coaches when things haven't worked between the two of us for whatever reason. You know, I find sometimes that there are people who are very specific to an industry or very specific. I'm not a tech guy. So if somebody with a technology background is looking for a coach, I'm not going to be able to talk your language. So I'll refer you to somebody who maybe you're more, you would feel more comfortable with. Um, does that answer your question? Yes. Thank you very okay, much. Great. Awesome. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. One of the things you also mentioned was um, you mentioned about the social anxiety, um, especially during right now in COVID. You know, we're not really able to interact with other people like we used to pre-COVID. What are mm-hmm. some advice that you would give on how to kind of overcome that anxiety, um, especially now when you know you're not able to interact with other people as much? Uh, turn off social media for a while. You know, uh, limit your social media feeds. The information we're getting on most of the social media feeds is pretty damaging. I know that uh, I mentioned again, I'm a big Dale Carnegie fan. And, uh, you know, one of his books is How to Make Friends and Influence People. I don't know if you're aware of this, but social media and bullying has gotten so prevalent among teenage girls that they have now written um, How to Make Friends and Influence uh, People for social for uh, Teenage Girls, specifically for teenage girls, and how to deal with the bullying that occurs in social media amongst teenage girls. So I encourage uh, my kids and some of my clients, just turn it off for a while. You know, don't be on it all day long and try to break that pattern so that you're not getting fed that constant information on an ongoing basis. Um, you bring up a very good point. It is a challenge right now because, you know, we are not socializing. So if you have somebody who has some social anxiety, they don't have that opportunity to socialize like they may have in the past. Um, so I encourage some of my younger clients, you know, I, I give them books to read. I give them resources where they can learn and understand um, why maybe they feel a certain way or how to overcome some of those feelings. 
And again, and, and some of them are, are older resources, but they're timeless. A lot of the Dale Carnegie stuff is absolutely wonderful um, as far as understanding why you may feel a certain way or having or understanding how to overcome some of the some of the anxiety that you might be experiencing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And no so for 2021, is there anything else that you can think of that could, you know, make this the best year? Um, 2020 was a little bit more challenging. We've never been in, in that type of environment. You know, it's was very different and unique situation for everybody. What is the best way that we can get into 2021 and make sure it's we're ensuring that it's the best year that we can, at least up until now? Um, you know, I'm a big believer in pay, as I've gotten older, something that has really resonated with me is patience. You've heard that patience is a virtue, right? Most people are not very patient. And I think that what we all need to learn collectively is just to take a step back and be patient, let things kind of happen. Um, you know, it's good to be aggressive. Listen, I, I'm an aggressive businessman and, and I go for the brass ring, right? But I've also learned that you've got to kind of let things unfold. And you need to be patient because when you lose your patience, um, that's when you charge in, you know, you become a bull in a china closet, so to speak, and you're not making good sound decisions. So I, I would just encourage more patience. Take a deep breath. Don't be in such a hurry. And, you know, enjoy life a little bit more because we certainly have come to realize that uh, life is precious, right? I mean, there's been uh, a lot that's happened here. And, Unfortunately, a lot of people suffered last year. So, you know, let's just recognize that and appreciate things a little bit more. Absolutely. And what is your current focus, Michael? My current focus is, um, it actually came up unexpectedly. I didn't think I would be talking about social anxiety, but my current focus actually is, I have this passion of helping teens and young adults with social anxiety. And I also have a passion for trying to connect them with seniors. Um, one of my goals moving forward is to kind of create a pen pal program where I can connect uh, teens and young adults with seniors in assisted living facilities and have them communicate back and forth with each other. I think there's tremendous stories, stories sitting in those uh, assisted living facilities that need to come out and need to be shared. And um, so I'm looking forward to getting that started in this year and, and see how it goes. I've already talked to a number of people about putting that together and I'm excited about it. Oh, that that is exciting to um to be able to both help the younger generation and as well as the senior generation in the assisted living. So um, that's yeah, I mean, when you talk about social anxiety and not being able to socialize, think about the uh, the seniors in the assisted living facilities. I mean, they were the most um, at risk with COVID. So you know, those places have really been shut down, and to be able to maybe uh, exchange letters with a young adult or a teenager and, and answer specific questions about their life, I think that would be incredible experience for them. So. Absolutely, like you've mentioned, you know, you're feeling very isolated right now. Um, Absolutely, they, they are the most vulnerable age group, and so to be able to have the little bit of an outside connection can kind of help lift their spirits and at least help motivate them and just give them a little bit of a little bit of happiness and just have that connection and human interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm excited about that. And maybe as things open up and everybody gets the vaccine, they can actually meet and have a cup of coffee and, and meet face to face. You know, that would be fun. Where are you planning to implement that? Well, I live in New Jersey right now. I actually, I go between New Jersey and Park City, Utah. So uh, I've got a number of contacts here on the East Coast and I'm going to, I'm hoping to implement that in the next 60 days. 
here in New Jersey initially. And then, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll take it nationwide. We'll see what happens with it. Oh, good luck with that. I hope yeah, I, wish the best with, I wish you the best on that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And so, Michael, how has real estate investing or the coaching impacted your life overall so far? Well, I mean, real estate investing was was everything in my life. I mean, that was my career, right? I, it, it led me to the mortgage industry. It led me to the uh, real uh, to the lending industry in general. As I said, I'm a real estate investor and have been. And a tremendous number of my clients are real estate professionals, be it uh, mortgage salespeople or realtors or real estate investors. So it's meant everything to me. Um, I still believe, you know, I'll, I'll share a story with you going back to the, the assisted living facilities. I have a uh, I have an associate of mine who a number of years ago, uh, when he graduated from high school, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And he went to an older living facility that was part of a country club. And he went to the front desk and he said, uh, could I sit down in the in the clubhouse and have coffee with the members? I just want to pick their brains. And the lady at the front desk says, oh, aren't you cute? You know, let me find out. And, and you know, so she called him back a couple of days later. She goes, yeah, actually, you can. You know, so he sat there and he did exactly what I'm thinking about what I proposed with the pen pals is he just talked to these folks and he just picked their brain. He asked them, you know, what advice would you give me? Why are you a success? How did you make your, your money? Eight out of 10 told him the same thing. Real estate. So he decided that he wasn't going to go to college. And he was going to invest in real estate. And now he's a multimillionaire and has, you know, apartment buildings and self-storage buildings. And he coaches real estate and he does, uh, he's a real estate professional and a very successful one. So um, I'm a big, big believer in real estate, obviously. And um, I think it's a great career. And, you know, as my dad said years ago, they stopped making land a long time ago. So, you know, if you own that land, they're not making any more, right? <laughs> right. So, Yeah. And so for the investor who is looking to get into real estate and has, you know, a little bit of hesitation to first to get into real estate because maybe they don't have the experience or they don't know how, what kind of advice can you give to the to the newer investor um, regarding investing in real estate? Well, success leaves clues, right? For, I'm sure you've heard that. You know, Trevor, he says that all the time. Success yep. leaves clues. So you want to um, you want to learn. You want to ask people. You want to read. Want to do your research? I mean, gosh, Google provides everything you could ever want, right? Um, there's resources like your podcast. There's resources like real estate coaches. Um, but do your homework, and you need a plan. You need a strategy. You know, you need, as we said earlier, you need to address your limiting beliefs. You need to put a strategy in place. You need to have an accountability partner. And um, if you put all that together, and you have patience, which again is the other part of it. You know, you need patience. Building a real estate empire doesn't happen overnight. You have to give it time and you have to work at it and you have to be consistent. That's the other thing is consistency is key. Um, if you start, just be consistent with your efforts and continue to work towards your goal and you can have real estate success. But I'd say the biggest thing is find someone that will mentor you and find someone that will work with you. There's all, you know, there's all kinds of resources out there. You can find a meetup group. You can find a coach. You can listen to a podcast. Um, there's unlimited resources to guide you through that, uh, through that process and teach you how to be successful. Thank you. And so what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish, you know, when you first started? I, I wish that I had gone into multifamily 
because uh, my real estate investment was mostly single family and duplexes. And I had them spread out amongst a number of different towns. So the management of it became quite a challenge. Um, if I knew then what I know now, I would have bought an apartment building, <laughs> right? Um, and just had one location to manage and one location to worry about. I probably would have also gone more into commercial, whether it's self-storage or, or strips or whatever the case may be. Um, I was always very focused on the residential side of things um, because I did. Uh, I had a mortgage company that focused on single family lending. That's what I invested in because that's what I knew. I would have diversified. I guess that's the best way to put it. I would have diversified my holdings more. Um, all of my holdings were either single family or two family properties. And I wish I had diversified more. That would be my advice to somebody getting, getting into it right now. Thank you. And what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? I think persistence. Um, as I said before, just show up. I think 80% of success is just showing up, having a plan, being consistent with it, and just being persistent. Just keep working at it. You know, never give up. Absolutely. And so, Michael, are there any tools or techniques that you have used to improve the efficiency of your personal or business life? Yeah, my own personal coach. You know Trevor. I've worked with Trevor now for 10 years. Um, so my coaching uh, relationship has been invaluable. And it's the accountability. You know, I used to early in my coaching relationship with him, I would I would be getting preparing for a call and I would tell my wife, oh, I got to get her ready for the call. I can't let Trevor down. I was more afraid of letting him down and letting myself down. Right. Um, it was that accountability. It's like going to the gym with a uh, with a workout partner. If, if you can relate to that, you know, you don't really want to get up at five thirty in the morning and be at the gym at six. But you know that that workout partner is waiting for you. You don't want to let that other person down. So the coaching has been invaluable, uh, keeping me on track and then research. I've always, I've never had a problem wanting to learn, reading books, doing research, um, and just continuing to learn. I mean, you should never stop learning. You know, there's always new information, uh, to be exposed to and things are always changing. Um, so you need to stay on top of it and you need to always continue learning. Absolutely. And so, Michael, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you do? Sure. Uh, well, my website is uh, michaelcollinscoaching.com. Uh, my cell phone number is 732-620-8541. And my email address is, M, is, is I'm sorry, is coach at michaelcollinscoaching.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on our show today and really appreciate how we can set our mindset straight for 2021 and, you know, just make it the best year we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, uh, just stay persistent and don't give up. That's all. Thank you all so right. much. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it. If you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.